0: You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie where we ask, are you game for a movie? My name is Mike. I'll be your host this evening. I have another bad movie for you. I don't know how bad it really is since currently it is number one in the U.S. on Netflix. Yes, it is a very weird statement to start with when talking about a bad movie, but it's true. Of course, we have to go into what we are drinking, As you know, Claire is from Cincinnati, and she has been bringing me Cincinnati beer when she goes and visits, so I have Truth from Rheingeist Brewing in Cincinnati. It's one of my favorite beers out there. Um, Highly recommend it if you can get your hands on it. It's basically in the Cincinnati area, all of Ohio, as well as Kentucky for sure, and I think they have a spot in Chicago as well, so make sure if you can find it, Rheingeist Truth is what it's called. It is very good. So it is that time to jump into the bad movie talk, and of course, it's time for Mike to shit on a kid's movie. Yes, I watched 2017's Woody Woodpecker from Universal Studios. It is a 3D animated adventure, basically real human characters, but a 3D Woody Woodpecker uh, animated into the scenes and everything like that. This movie was made for Brazil, and it did have a theatrical release in Brazil, and then basically got a direct-to-video release in America and England and everywhere else, pretty much. So we'll start with the cast. And really, there's no big names out there. The only one that I think you might recognize, and that's a big might, is Eric Bauza. And not because of looks, but because of voice. He is a very famous voice actor that has been doing all kinds of rounds. Uh, he currently is Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, in those iterations of like Tiny Toons, Luniversity, He's been in Adventure Time, Solar Opposites, Rick and Morty, The Young Jedi Adventures, Harley Quinn. You know, he's been everywhere. And this is actually the second role he's taken over from Billy West. Billy West, famous for playing Fry and Futurama, one of my favorite shows. Uh, Billy was the voice of Woody Woodpecker and also was the voice of like Stimpy from the Ren and Stimpy show. Bowser took both of those. And he also voiced a seagull. In the 2015 Nickelodeon animated live action movie. The Spongebob movie "Sponge Out of Water. So yeah Eric Bowser may be the only name you kind of recognize. Everybody else is kind of. They've been in bit parts and stuff like that. Or they've been in the background of certain things. One of them's a character that's a recurring role on Psych for example. But for the most part you really don't recognize anybody in this movie. Another reason why it shocked me that it was number one on Netflix in the US. I'm going to keep bringing that up probably. Because it just throws me that so many people are watching this in the United States to make it number one. I don't get it. I I just don't get it at all. Before we get into the storyline, let's talk about this film's budget as well as how much it made at the box office. It was made on a $10 million budget, which is actually kind of low for these kind of movies. Which kind of makes sense when you start hearing about some of the stuff that goes through on this movie. It grossed fifteen point three million dollars at the box office, uh, in Brazil, and then it was a direct to video release in America. It has a cult following from Woody Woodpecker fans, is what this uh this page says. I don't know how many Woody Woodpecker fans there are out there, but maybe that's what's pushing it to number one in the US on Netflix. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um there's there's if, even if you are, like, a diehard Woody Woodpecker fan, there's not a whole lot to love about this one. So let's dr- dive in to the storyline details. The very beginning of the movie, Woody is asleep in his uh, house in a tree, and he hears gunshots that get him to wake up. Basically, there's these dumb poachers, uh, their names are Otis and Nate Grimes, um, they're They're just a consistent stereotype of dumb poachers, uh, especially Otis. Otis is the probably younger brother and definitely the dumb one of the two of them, though Nate isn't winning any Mensa Awards either. And the movie starts with a fourth wall break where Woody addresses the audience and goes, Oh, poachers, time to have some fun. And his annoying little laugh gets on right off the bat. I never said I was good at impressions, folks. So if you hear me try to laugh, uh, it may not be the best. So Woody's messing with them. He flies around. Basically, they are shooting tranquilizer darts at him because they aren't killing poachers. They are stuffing poachers. They like to stuff and sell rare birds. And, of course, Woody Woodpecker is a rare bird. So they're shooting all these tranquilizer darts. Woody sits in between them. They shoot. And, of course, he flies away, and they shoot each other. That's the baseline humor for this one right off the bat. It doesn't get much better humor-wise besides that. Now we go to our main family. Our main family is Lance and Vanessa. They are engaged to be married, and then Lance has a previous relationship with Linda and a child Tommy from that relationship, But right now, it is just Lance and Vanessa, and more specifically, it's Lance. He just won a big case for his firm. He's a lawyer. And basically, this is a big oil company that they won for, and he's so happy, he's so proud. Everybody's cheering him on, and his boss comes in and says, you're fired. He's like, what? I won this big case. How can I possibly get fired? Well, there was a video of him bragging about big oil and saying how wildlife— There's no profit in wildlife conservation. I mean, I wouldn't say it out loud, but you work for big oil. I don't think that's really a shocker that you don't believe that wildlife uh, conservation is a big deal or profitable. You're trying to destroy wildlife so you can get oil. (laughs) So they're in their big fancy, it looks like a penthouse almost. It's Lance and Vanessa and they're like talking about what are we going to do. They have these glasses of wine, which are these big glasses of wine that constantly change how much the level is. I'm sure there wasn't much much happening to make sure that the wine levels were exactly right behind the scenes. So, But basically, Lance comes up with this plan. His father left him some property by the Canadian border. So he wants to turn that area into a country estate and basically flip it. Because Vanessa is a city girl. She doesn't want to live in the country. So they're just going to build this estate and flip it. And try to get this area populated and make it this property destination so they can make a ton of money. So the Grimes Brothers, it goes back to them and they are on their computer and they find out that Woody is a red pileated woodpecker, which is endangered species. They actually think there's none left that it's extinct, but obviously they saw Woody. So they're going, oh, this is this is good. The last one they saw sold for $500,000 on the black market, so they are definitely going to get Woody Woodpecker. Then for no reason whatsoever, it shows Woody sitting outside on the river at night, just kind of enjoying his surroundings, saying, ah, this is good to be home, and then he rips this huge burp. That's it. That's all you get from that scene. That literally is it. We go back to Lance and Vanessa's place, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Linda along with Tommy. Linda's dad is sick, and she needs to go to Philadelphia last second to take care of him. They think it's basically going to be the end, so she thinks it's a good plan that he spend some time with his dad, and of course, Lance is just kind of like, no, this is an awful time. We're going up to the country. We're going to build this house. This is a terrible time for him to come and stay with us, and Linda's Kind of forceful, but not really. Just kind of saying, you need to spend time with your son. He needs to have his dad in his life. So, of course, Tommy goes with them. Let's talk about these characters. So Lance is kind of like this cold-blooded lawyer. He's going to destroy the rainforest, that kind of thing. And then Vanessa is a Hispanic stereotype of a prima donna. She doesn't want to scuff up her heels while in the forest. She packs a ton of luggage. And finally, Tommy is the stereotypical kid that's constantly on his phone when dealing with his parents because he doesn't want to listen to them or anything like that. He has his headphones in, and you can tell he kind of likes music because he's always tapping along to something. We also learned that Vanessa doesn't like kids, so while Tommy is drumming along, she basically loses it and goes, I need a Zanny, and walks to the back. And they are driving to this area in this big RV That becomes kind of their house for the rest, for most of the movie, I'll say. We also learn a little bit about their characters when they finally get to the outdoors. And Lance walks out and it's just "Ah, pristine, untouched. I can't wait to bring a bulldozer here. And Tommy goes, yeah. And Lance thinks, oh, great. Like, he's kind of relating with me. No, he's just got five bars, so it's great. They start unpacking their stuff, and Lance is trying to set up this grill, and basically Tommy is recording him doing so because he's failing miserably at it, but the recording is obviously from his phone, and it has, like, the rec letters and the red light around it and everything like that, and it just kind of made me laugh that it's that's like a video camera, but it's, it's your phone, kid, and then park ranger Sam walks in. Sam... Bartlett who is played by Jordana Largi, Um she has been in several Hallmark movies lots of Christmas Hallmark movies it seems like she's very much the like woman in charge that goes back to the country to get back with their roots and learns the love of Christmas kind of person and you especially get that feeling later in the movie with her character too so it's not really a shock but Park Ranger Sam comes up and basically she's like Oh, you're you're Lance Walters. Like, your dad taught me how to fish and everything. And he's just like, yeah, he left me this land, and we're going to build this house here. And she's kind of, well, you don't want to mess with the wildlife and everything, especially the birds. There's been, like, bird poachers, and that is a huge fine and illegal. And he goes, no, it's fine. We're just going to build this house. And then uh, she learns the plans of the house. And how big this house is, and she's looking at the three of them and going, just the three of you? And he goes, no, we're not even going to live here. We're just going to flip it. And she's very upset about it. She doesn't go out of her way to, like, say anything, but you can just tell she's kind of upset about it. And when you be, I mean, you are a park ranger. You're supposed to keep this place peaceful and everything like that. And though they do have the rights to the land... It kind of sucks that they're just planning on building this huge house. That's also blue, by the way. I forgot about that entirely. Um, It is completely blue. And not like a light blue, like we painted our house light blue on the side or anything like that. Like, it is a deep royal blue, the entire house, the entirety of it. It also makes me laugh at this whole scene because he basically then fumbles with the grill again. And if he wants to build this house in, like, this place that people can go to and everything and he can't figure out this grill he's gonna have problems so lance asked tommy for help with the grill and tommy's just like you know what no i don't want to help i'm going to go on a nature walk and like get away from my screen dad that you tell me to get off of all the time and lance is basically like oh he learned how to lawyer me good so tommy walks off on his own he puts he finds his picnic table and he puts his phone up And basically, it's just like music playing, and he's just kind of tapping along to it. And all of a sudden, he hears tapping that's going along with it. And he's like, hmm, looks around, nothing, starts going again. He eats a peanut butter cookie, and then popping out of a trash can is Woody Woodpecker. And it becomes very obvious at this point that they definitely filmed, like, they didn't have a stand-in for Woody. They don't know where they're looking or anything like that. It's just kind of like they're looking and then they animated it where he is kind of um, because there's parts where he like slows down and there's parts where he speeds up and it's just kind of following the kid's head. But as long as he's willing to give peanut butter cookies to Woody Woodpecker, Woody's going to be like his friend and not he says in the beginning, even he's like, I'm not going to call him friend. I just want food. And as soon as he gets all of the peanut butter cookies, he's like, I'm out of here. I'll see you at dinner, kid, and flies away. Tommy goes back and they set up the table for food. And Lance, Vanessa are eating like grapes and cheeses and stuff like that. Why did you even need the grill? If this is all you brought, like it's a charcuterie board, it's not even, he didn't cook anything. (laughs) So Tommy's talking about how he met this bird that was really fun. And of course, Woody flies in and basically is going to try to eat some of everything. And he makes an obvious cut the cheese joke like, who cut the cheese? Because it looks delicious Ah, and starts eating it. And Lance is getting so frustrated because this woodpecker just flew in and started stealing your food. And so he runs into the RV to grab a broom to smack the woodpecker away. And of course Woody is still eating the food he finds beans and he's like ah beans beans the musical fruit and eats it and farts. If you like fart jokes this movie may have been for you. The rest not so much. Lance comes swinging the uh, broom and is missing and he knocks the food over and then he hits Vanessa in the face and Woody's just like I'm out of here there's no more food. <laughs> and flies away. After all this mayhem, it goes to the next day, and Lance is talking with George, the leader of their construction crew. Basically, he's talking about how they're going to have this ready by the fall and that Vanessa is going to design everything on the interior. And she's having her own meeting with her interior designers and is getting ready for the interior design of this house that hasn't been built yet. George, the lead construction guy, is like, oh, if you want it by fall, you know it's going to cost extra. And he goes, money is no object. Didn't he just get fired? Like, how much money do they have? They only did this in the first place because this piece of land was left to Lance in the first place. As they're getting ready to start construction and everything, Woody, of course, flies in and starts messing with them because he's like, no, I'm not letting you move in. This is not what we agreed upon. I was cool when you were camping because at least I get food. But now, -uh, not happening. So he like pecks at all the construction workers and then he poops on Vanessa because of course he does. Vanessa gets mad, throws a rock at a truck and breaks the windshield uh, because she was aiming for Woody, not because she just threw it at the truck. And George, the lead construction guy, is my favorite because he's just like, don't worry about the truck. I'll just add it onto your bill. Dude knew a profit when he could get one. It was great. (laughs) While everything's happening at the construction site, Tommy decides that he's going to walk into town, which supposedly they were miles away from everything. I don't know how long this kid walked, but he walked into town, and he does so repeatedly during the movie. So if he's, like, walking six miles a day, good for him. And he walks into this curio shop, and there's a guitar there. It's an electric guitar, and he's basically strumming it, and this girl named Jill pops up and is kind of like, hey, I didn't say you could pick that up. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And she's like, I'm just messing with you. You actually sound pretty good. Why don't you give it a whirl? When he was picking at it, it wasn't plugged into anything. And we never see him plug it into an amp. And it sounds just like strings that are not plugged into an amp for an electric guitar. All of a sudden it's plugged in and he's like ripping on this guitar, which he looks terrible at it, by the way. And She's like, wow, you're really good. That's that's about as good as the last owner of that guitar. And he's like, who was the last owner? And she goes, Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) And so he's kind of like freaked out about the fact that he's playing Bruce Springsteen's guitar. But she's like, no, like you can play it and like you can have it as long as you play with our band. We're going to host or we're going to play at the Firefly Festival if we're good enough by then. And Tommy, of course, agrees, and he has the Springsteen guitar that he got for free from a curio shop that looks like it needs a little bit of love and not giving away Bruce Springsteen guitars. Flash forward to the next day of construction, I guess, because I don't I don't really know the timeline for how long they're here or anything like that. And Tommy's sitting in the RV and Lance is just like, they're laying the concrete. Don't you want to watch them lay the concrete? And Tommy's like, yeah, that sounds boring as shit. I'm just going to sit here. And Lance is like mad because he won't go out and play or he won't go out and do stuff and he wants him to like his job and like the stuff that he's doing but Lance goes out there Vanessa's already out there they're laying the concrete and of course Woody shows up and he starts messing with them knocking construction workers into the concrete and then he finds the controls and he's able to control the concrete pourer and move it And Lance and Vanessa are, like, running away. They go into an SUV to try to hide from him. And the moonroof's open. Instead of driving the truck like, you know, you should or the SUV like you should, Woody's able to have the time to put the concrete and pour it all over the SUV, including all over the people inside. So Lance and Vanessa are once again pissed. Lance takes the concrete-covered SUV and goes to the park ranger. And it's just kind of, okay, you were talking about bird poaching. What can I do? I have a woodpecker problem. This is when he and park ranger Sam learn about the red piliated woodpecker and that it basically is extinct besides Woody. And we also learn that the Native Americans believe that the woodpecker is an incarnation of the god of chaos, which makes sense for why Woody is how he is. And Lance goes, so can I kill it? And Park Ranger Sam's just like, it's a $10,000 fine. And Lance goes, do you take credit card? Where the hell is he getting this money? (laughs) So we go to the kids. It is Jill on bass, Lyle on drums. Lyle is a basic bit character in this. And Tommy, of course, on guitar and singing. Uh, They are practicing for the Firefly Festival. And they are performing different songs and stuff like that. And they finish one song and they're just like oh wow we sound really good and then of course woody flies in and is like hey i'll join you and like start pecking on like a cowbell while they're performing and singing backup and everything and they start playing fucking surfing bird oh my god if this movie could have any song that would drive me over the edge more fucking surfing bird had to be the pick This, of course, leads to a montage of Woody messing with Lance, Vanessa, and the Grimes brothers in a montage just basically back and forth. We also see that he electrocuted a construction worker. So he may have killed somebody. We don't exactly know. And finally, the montage closes with he blows the fire off of the gas on the RV. Um, Basically, Vanessa is boiling a tea kettle. So he blows the fire off, but the gas is still going. And it's like half a minute, not even. And Vanessa's just like, ah, nothing works and starts it again. And the fire ignites and blows up the RV, including Vanessa, who's just like missing hair now. She's done. She is a city girl. She does not want to be here. So she's just kind of peace out. I'm done. And. And. Lance is kind of like, no, no, we're, we're so close. Like we're almost finished. You get to design it and everything. And then we'll go back to the city. And she's like stroking his face and going, I fell in love with a cold, heartless courtroom killer. Not this sensitive person that won't even kill this woodpecker. And then she gets in a taxi and leaves. Vanessa's gone. That is, that's it. That's all she is in the movie. She's completely gone. And the RV is out of commission too. So, Vanessa leaves in the taxi. She does not come back the rest of the movie. The RV is out of commission. Lance, of course, is sad. Tommy is having a good time. He's the only one happy. And, basically, Tommy and Lance now are camping out under the stars. That's that's all they have left now. They have all this money to burn on a house, but they can't even afford a tent. They're just camping out in sleeping bags under the stars. So all that stuff is happening now feels like a really good time to take a break because we're kind of at the midpoint of the movie. It's funny because this movie was only an hour and a half and I feel like I'm going to drone on for about an hour on this movie. So it's time to announce our winners of our bad movie guessing contest and give them the shout out they deserve. First off, I had one that was not on Twitter that deserves a very big shout out. My buddy Nick from work. He was able to put the pieces together and figure it out that it was the Woody Woodpecker movie. Even though he didn't know it existed, he was just like, is there a Woody Woodpecker movie? So he gets a very big shout-out. Nick, congratulations. You were the first one officially that guessed it. As for the podcast that was the first to guess it, it was I Finally Watched Podcast. Basically, so many movies, so little times. Two cinephile friends watch movies that at least one of them has never seen before to discuss whether it was worth the wait if the movie holds up, and would they watch it again? They are very good friends of ours. Uh, you can find them at ifinallywatchedpodcast.com or at finally watched on Twitter slash X slash whatever the fuck we're calling it nowadays. Uh, so I finally watched. Congratulations. You were the first winner of the podcast to nail it. As well as Nick. Congratulations, buddy. I'll see you at work. So where were we? Ah, yes, Lance, Tommy, camping under the stars, Vanessa no longer in the movie, RV also no longer in the movie. Lance needs to do something in order to get Vanessa back, in order to get his house back on track, and in order to kill the woodpecker, or at least get rid of him. So Lance is now working with the Grimes brothers, because they're the only pest control company in town. Of course, they're stupid, and Lance thinks he's outsmarted them, which he really has, because... Basically, Nate Grimes is, oh, our rates, it's about 20 and Otis goes, $500, and Lance goes, deal, $500. So he's paying them $500 in order to catch and release, he thinks, the woodpecker. Poachers, of course, have alternate means. They want to kill the woodpecker, stuff him, and sell him on the black market for huge money. So even though Nate is a little frustrated at first that they're only doing this for $500, they also are reminded that the last one went for $500,000. So they think they'll get a good chunk for Woody. We go back to the kids, Tommy, Jill, and Lyle. Uh, They are done with band practice, and they are going to go for a swim. And they come across this abandoned building when they're on their way to the quarry. Or at least it looks abandoned. And they're like, we're going to explore. We're going to walk in there. And they walk in. And of course, it's the poacher's place, and they see these bird feathers everywhere, and including, they see in a cage, a live owl that they haven't stuffed yet. By the way, this owl never comes back, so it's safe to assume the owl was stuffed, and it's very sad, if you think about it. The poachers walk in on the kids as they're walking around and thinking about releasing the owl, and they're just kind of like mean-talking them. What are you doing here, kids? If we ever catch you again, it's over for you. (coughs) That kind of stuff, you know, tough-talking kids um so the kids run away and then it's the next day lance ha- is meeting with the grimes brothers the grimes brothers have heat seeking tranquilizer darts electric nets and there was one more thing but they didn't ever fire that off so i can't really remember what it was and i didn't write it down so it's not important but basically they've bought all this stuff so that they can catch the woodpecker if you're smart like me you know where this is going if you're not smart like the grimes brothers you have no clue where this is going Woody shows up. They fire the heat-seeking tranquilizer darts two at a time. So they fire two at him, and Woody takes it on this chase through the woods and basically flies between the Grimes Brothers. And can you imagine what happens with the tranquilizer darts? Yes, they go into the Grimes Brothers. Nate goes, not again, and then they pass out. Lance is still out there, and Woody goes to the electric net firer. I don't know what else to call it, but the electric net firer. And Lance is running away, but Woody fires and gets him in a net. And it just kind of shoots this bad blue electricity, like this bad CGI electricity. And Lance is just uh, uh, uh," that kind of stuff. So Lance, once again, is just kind of defeated. He doesn't know what to do. This woodpecker is not leaving him alone. This woodpecker is not letting him build his house. He doesn't know what to do. So he talks to Park Ranger Sam, and he's just like, I don't know what to do. I've done this. I've done that. I've done that. Basically, Park Ranger Sam's advice is like, have you tried playing nice with him? It's like easier to catch flies with honey than it is with vinegar. And Lance is kind of, hmm, play nice with him. I guess so. So Lance, one morning, walks out and is like, Woodpecker, Woodpecker, hey. And Woody kind of like is intrigued, looks at him and ready to mess with him but he basically puts down these cookies and goes all right truce you win i'm done i'll give you these cookies and so woody comes up and starts eating the cookies and they're really really good like the best cookies in the world apparently according to woody so woody signs basically a truce with lance saying i'll if you give me these cookies every day I'll let you build your house and Lance is okay. Sure. As long as it's these cookies. Okay. So every day it does a little montage again, showing that every day Lance gives Woody these cookies and not only does Woody take the cookies, but he also hammers in some nails with his beak when he's walking out or he'll, he'll cut out some wood and help out the construction workers. He's actually helping while getting these cookies So everything takes a turn for the better. Like everybody's really happy. So Lance gets a call one day and it's Linda, his ex-wife, who is basically, hey, my dad's doing better. I'm ready to leave Philly. Uh, Do you want me to come take Tommy? And Lance kind of was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? No. No, I, I I think we're enjoying this. We're having a good time. Plus, Tommy has this event that he's playing in a couple days. Why, why don't I just hold on to him for the rest of the summer and then when he goes back to school? It's kind of nice. A nice little moment there. Lance actually uh, wants Tommy. You kind of get that feeling where it's they've they kind of turned a corner, including Tommy. Tommy seems a little brighter, too, because his dad was willing to work with Woody. He still doesn't exactly agree with building the house, but he does help a little bit, and he does understand that, hey, you're being nice to Woody. This is This is all that matters. Now we go to the Firefly Festival. Firefly Festival happens every year. And this is the festival that Tommy's been preparing with his band for. There's also Park Ranger Sam. Park Ranger Sam and Lance kind of, you know, they have this little back and forth. And she's kind of, how did it work? Like being friends with Woody. And Lance goes, it really, it's really working. It's really good. Hey, my son's about to play. Do you want to come watch with us? And you just sense this chemistry. Unfortunately, it never goes anywhere. But you just sense this kind of chemistry. And you're like, oh, this, is, this might actually have a good ending like this. There also is a hot dog eating contest that Lyle takes place in. And he wins the contest. But then he feels sick to his stomach and can't perform. So the band Three Pete is what their name is. Only has two members. Who's there to save the day? Of course, it's Woody. Woody creates these drums with like pencils and cans of peaches and stuff like that. And he's able to play drums along with them and do background vocals. He's not plugged into anything. So I don't know how anybody heard anything, but they have this musical number and I'll be completely honest. It's awful. I don't like to make fun of child actors, but it's just terrible. And it makes me think back to when my buddy and I had our own band that we made our parents listen to, which was just us with the karaoke machine. I'm sure we were terrible, too. I wish someone would have told me because then we wouldn't have made them suffer so long. But, you know, it's what kids do. You're going to do it for your kids, probably. I'm going to do it for my kids, probably. It's what kids. It's what kids do and it's what parents do. It's suffer through for your kids. Of course, at the end, the band's all happy and everything. And Woody says, They should call this Woody stock. God damn these lines sometimes. So everything seems happy and everything like that. All of them are getting along and everything. And Woody catches up with Lance, Park Ranger Sam, Tommy, Jill at the end. And they're all congratulating Tommy. And then uh, Tommy goes, Woody was playing drums. And Lance goes, Wow, Woody. Here's your cookies for the day. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming through and everything. And Woody kind of has like this change of heart where he kind of now wants them to stay and realizes he could be part of a family. And so he he decides he wants to do something nice. So he flies to the new house, which is pretty much built at this point. It, It needs some last minute things, but it's pretty much built. And there's like a wood panel and he carves this like sketch into it of Tommy, Lance and Woody all together but he also accidentally hits a wire and it starts a fire and burns down the entire house lance is losing it. he's like what happened what happened and this fireman's just kind of like oh it looks like you had this critter or something bite this electrical wire and it burnt down the whole house so of course lance is now pissed he's how could i trust woody i i hate woody and he basically gets a chainsaw and cuts down woody's tree and Woody is kind of, like, shell-shocked by falling out of the tree. And so the poachers, the Grimes brothers, were able to tase Woody and put him in a cage. And so Lance is just kind of, cool, you guys are going to take him somewhere, let him loose. He's going to fly and be free elsewhere. Great. Tommy knows that they're going to kill him. They He knows it. And he's pissed. And... It also makes me laugh the cliché because Woody is in the cage with these bars that basically he could easily fly through. It's it's one of those situations where it's like you can get through that. I don't I don't feel like you're ever in any danger. But he just doesn't and you're just kind of oh my god, stop. Fly out. You can do this. And so Tommy's pissed that Lance worked with the poachers to get rid of Woody. And he realizes he's going to kill him. And Lance goes, someday you'll understand. Because he's dealing with the shell shock of his house just burnt down. That he's been working all summer on. And he thought he could trust somebody. And finally he's been, like, hurt. So he's like, someday you'll understand. And Tommy goes, oh, I understand. When something bothers you, you get rid of it. Surprised you just didn't get rid of Mom and I, too. It's super melodramatic. And it just made me laugh the way he delivered the line and everything. So Lance is looking through the rubble and trying to figure out, like, where he starts next, and he kind of comes across this wood panel, and of course it's the wood panel that Woody had carved, and he looks at it and he realizes, oh no, Woody just accidentally did this, this wasn't on purpose. I want to know how that didn't burn down, because everything else burnt down. Everything else is burnt to a crisp, everything like that. This looks untouched. I don't understand. It was right next to the electrical wire, too. It should have been the first thing to go up. But somehow, someway, this is the one thing that doesn't burn because, you know, plot device. Plot mop it, as Jill would say. The Grimes Brothers are back in their cabin in the woods kind of thing. I guess, really, it's a barn. And they have Woody in a cage. And they basically are live streaming to this black market kind of like a home shopping network almost. It's like, look at this bird. This is the last of its kind. Place your bids. And it literally is like a home shopping network where they're just like doing this auction for this bird to be stuffed and sent to whoever wants it. And each of the people on the black market thing are at a different location. And it's obviously just a person sitting in front of a green screen or like a backdrop or something like that, like a cheesy backdrop. It's just terrible. You can tell each and every one of them just sitting in a room with a backdrop or like green screen behind them. It just looks bad. Tommy, with the help of Jill and Lyle, are going to try to save Woody. And they do a horrible job of sneaking into the barn because they're immediately captured by Otis of both of the grimes. Otis did this. Was able to set a trap for them. And they just so happen to have this big ass cage that they put the kids in. (laughs) And it gets worse than that too, but they finish the bidding and Woody is going for nine hundred thousand dollars. That is what he's going for, and the Grimes brothers are so happy they're like skipping and everything like that. And one of the lines that's officially it, it's one of the best lines of this whole thing. Land or uh, Nate looks at the kids and goes, "That's it. We're officially retiring to Kaching City." And Otis goes, "Kaching City? That's in China." <laughs> So bad and it's so dumb but it made me laugh so hard for no reason whatsoever the kids are trapped Woody's trapped but the only person the only people not trapped is Lance who goes to Park Ranger Sam and is kind of hey do you know where these poachers might live I, I need to get Woody back I, I-, I made a mistake we-, we just need him back so Park Ranger Sam calls the sheriff and basically is going to meet him there So Park Ranger Sam and Lance are going to meet the sheriff there. So they go first and basically the the Grimes brothers meets them outside the cabin. So they can't see anything inside and they're just kind of, oh, we already got rid of Woody. Uh, We haven't seen your boy anywhere. No clue where he could be. You know, uh, sorry, we couldn't help you. So they're walking away and Park Ranger Sam steps on a candy wrapper. And one of the things she noticed at all of the poaching sites where this candy wrapper was at. So all these dead birds and everything, she realizes there's these candy wrappers. So she knows now they're the poachers. So Park Ranger Sam's kind of like, Lance, let's get out of here. Like, these aren't, we can't find them. We'll go look for them elsewhere. We'll go look for Tommy. And Lance, though, a little frustrated because you can kind of see, like, he kind of knows what's going on. That these guys have done something with Woody. Woody. He doesn't know that Tommy's there, but he knows they've done something with Woody. It's kind of like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll drive away. And so they drive up the road, and Sam parks and is like, these candy wrappers. They were at all the places the poachers were. They still have Woody in there. We need to go in there. And so Lance is like, oh, okay, cool. Let's go. Lance and Sam barge into the barn, and Lance is like, you put my kid in a cage? And immediately is punched out by Nate. And Sam has no backup and doesn't have a gun or anything. So she's two on one. So basically they have two more large cages out of nowhere that Lance gets put in one. Sam gets put in another. Everyone's caged up. There's no way to win. What are you going to do? And so they're lining up this poison tranquilizer dart to shoot at Woody. And all of a sudden Lance just goes and runs at his cage and kind of moves it. And Nate goes, these are built for elephants. What do you think you're going to do? Bust out of there? And Lance goes, I don't need to bust out of there. Hits it again and falls in front of Woody, able to get his arm through the bar, open up the cage that Woody is in by just lifting it. And Woody's able to fly out and go after the poachers. The poachers are able to close the door on Woody. And basically, Woody gets his beak stuck in the door so he's stuck for a little while the poachers hop onto an atv because the sheriff's outside and they go racing out into the wilderness woody's able to push open the door after a while after a struggle and he goes chasing after them they come across this bridge that's been closed off that can get you into canada and so they're we're almost scot-free if we can get across this bridge and all of a sudden you just start hearing wood pecking from behind from behind or in front or underneath and the bridge gives out and the the poachers do one of those "Uh uh-oh and fall into the river below when they're able to get out of the river of course park ranger sam and the sheriff and the deputies are all able to pick them up and arrest them so the poachers are arrested park ranger sam and the sheriff are able to take them into custody lance tommy park ranger sam all have happy endings woody apologizes for ruining their house he goes i'm sorry i didn't mean to and lance goes it's all right it's okay and then it's the next day and the construction crew's back and you're just kind of like uh what turns out that lance had insurance coverage on the house and that covered woodpecker damage so they're able to rebuild the house they agree they're going to build something smaller and lance and tommy are going to live out there and they also gave a birdhouse to Woody. Like a st- uh, like made this huge birdhouse so that he could have a place to live too. And they all lived happily ever after. Because Lance was able to fall asleep while Woody ate some wood with his pecking. End of movie. So there you have it. That is the number one movie on Netflix in the United States. Woody the Woodpecker. I don't know what to say about this one. I, I just it's a kids movie so i don't want to shit on it too much but at the same time like i think even kids will find this stupid it's it's not a smart movie by any means it has poop it has fart jokes it has burp jokes which fine one or two i get it it's a kids movie that they're going to happen that's that's what kids like is fart poop burp jokes that's fine they rely way too much on it it was just one of those stories where it's you can see everything coming from a mile away except for the fact you couldn't see that Woody was just like, "Oh, family." I thought he was going to get along with them by the end, but he was full on. "I'm a family member now." Don't follow that at all. The poachers are just too dumb. Like they're just way too dumb. It. Every step, every turn, they got outsmarted, and it's no no question why. If you're sitting here wondering why this movie got released in motion picture or in theaters for Brazil. It's because Woody Woodpecker is still an extremely popular character in Brazil. That's why it actually was aimed at the Brazilian market in the first place. It's just funny to me, this movie, because it actually was second at the Brazilian box office uh, the weekend it released behind Blade Runner 2049. And then it increased in its second weekend, moving it to first place for $2.1 million. $6 million of the... $10 $10 million that it grossed overall was from Brazil. All the rest are Latin American countries that it was actually in box offices and everything like that. It, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. A lot of things don't make sense in this movie to me. Um, not the movie itself. the The stuff around it. Why was it in English if it was marketed towards Brazil? And therefore then... Why did it release straight to video in the U S and finally, why is it number one on Netflix in the U S right now? I just don't get it. I don't follow it. I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever because this movie is not good and I get having kids and stuff like that. And usually kids are a big driving force of certain movies and everything, including this one probably because it's an easy one while you're still at home, put on for the kids. Okay, fine, whatever. I just find this movie so dumb and so predictable that I don't even think kids would like it. And I'm not a kid myself, so I can't decide for them, but it just doesn't make sense. Overall, this movie is just poop, burp, fart jokes for a lot of it. And then it's just antics by a cocaine-addled woodpecker, it feels like. I, I don't think it's normal Woody. I think he's just on cocaine. So this is the sequel to Cocaine Bear, who knew? Or I guess the prequel, or the first one, because Cocaine Bear came out after it. But speaking of coming out after, they actually have already filmed a sequel to Woody Woodpecker that is supposed to release sometime this year. And I really, God, I hope not that uh, it ever sees the light of day. It may be another straight-to-video one, but who knows? Maybe it'll take the number one spot again on Netflix. With the woodpecker, overall, I'll give it a one out of five peanut butter cookies. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I don't want any more of it. Um, I definitely am happy with the amount that I got of it. It wasn't, since it was an hour and a half, it didn't overstay its welcome. I will say that. That is the one thing it had going for it. It wasn't. I wasn't ever sitting there going, God, let this movie end. It was a quick watch for the most part. Even though that watch was ridiculous and goofy and probably had a lot of things that didn't need, including there were some times where they would cut between scenes that lasted for all of 10 seconds and then would cut back to the next scene and you just didn't need it. Like the one scene where Woody is just hanging out in the woods at night and just rips this huge burp. It was That was it. It was 10 seconds and they ripped to it and then they go to the next day for Vanessa and Lance. I also wanted to kind of know what happened to Vanessa. Why all of a sudden she's just like, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. If that's a choice by the actress or if that was just how it was scripted and she just was supposed to be. And if they dropped a love story for park rangers, Sam and Lance, because they were definitely having Hallmark channel vibes. It was definitely small town. Hey, I want to teach you the value of wildlife. Why don't you come love me in the wildlife? You know, those kind of vibes. I definitely get that feeling, especially since Park Ranger Sam, all she's done after has basically been Hallmark movies, like Hallmark Christmas movies. So one out of five peanut butter cookies for Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's all I got. Um, if you guys have a good Woody the Woodpecker laugh and you want to record and send it to me i will put it in at several points where i failed miserably i would love to hear you guys do some woody the woodpecker you can find us at game for a movie everywhere and just send it send it chef send a send an audio file of you doing woody the woodpecker or your thoughts on the movie or anything like that i'd love to get some audience response to this one including audience response in the form of a five-star review um Every time you leave a five-star review, it makes it easier for people to find us, so we really appreciate those five-star reviews. Give us a four-star review if you only kind of like us, too. The only thing I ask is that if you don't like us, just don't leave a one-star review that really hurts us in the indie game. Um, If you don't like us and you want to tell us why, please feel free. Message me. I'd love to make it the show better. I like listening to the audience, so let me know. So, five-star review, if you could. That would be great anywhere, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Um, thank you guys for listening very much to me ramble on about Woody the Woodpecker. That laugh is going to haunt me in my nightmares. That is the one thing I definitely took out of this movie. And that peanut butter cookies are really good. So there you go. Woody the Woodpecker. I've been Mike, your host for a Game for a Movie podcast where we ask, are you game for a movie? We'll see you next time on Game for a Movie. Bye. Ah, <laughs>